Hello, beautiful people. It is the Indianapolis Colts finally have a quarterback. Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. This show begins now. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us on this glorious day. Yesterday was one for the books. Uh-huh. Uh, yesterday was... You know, a day that I've been waiting for my entire life, preparing for my entire life, dreaming of my entire life. Obviously, we had the Daily Show for three hours, about 15 minutes here Uh at YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. And the people that watch this show, you all are the best motherfuckers on earth. And it's because of you that I get to do the other stupid stuff that I get to do as well. Not only this as a living, like this is stupid and I'm very thankful and I think all the boys are as well. But immediately following filming uh, or doing this show, I want to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and filmed the episode of Peyton's Places with Peyton Whoa. Manning and Jeff Saturday. No big deal. Okay. Huh. Two, two and a half hours or so. That'll come out in the fall. Should be electrified. Okay. I don't know how the hell they're going to piece it together. I didn't see all of the filming. I just know what I was a part of. I don't know how they're going to piece that together. I'd, hey, I had to memorize some lines. Oh, Whoa. Right. Hey, I had to memorize. I did not know I was doing that until I got there and then they were like, all right, here's uh, the script. Here's what you'll be saying and then all right, and then they pulled the script back, and I'm like, oh, okay, so let's do that one more time. Yeah, let me see. <laughs> let me, let me Did you hear uh, just block, Jeff? No, that was not a part of this particular episode, but I should have brought that up at some point. Damn. that's Well, I was reading the first script. Yeah, script. I was going to say they didn't. By the way, very well put together, the script. I mean, it is like a. Oh, uh, you don't read the script, though. The script reads you. Well, not in this particular case. I read the script <laughs> because there were some things in the script that I, I would definitely not say, but also somebody who is much smarter than me in the world of whatever they were doing wrote the script. So there's a reason probably why the script was what it was. It feels mm. like it was all very much like tied together. It was awesome to be a part of, like legit honor to be a part of. The crew that they had, like, hey. Top notch. Omaha production, Peyton Manning, like they were having like the top of the top. Well oiled machine. Yeah, it was full, it was it was like a full movie was being shot, by the way. Lighting, audio, cameras, assistance, tech, this whole thing. And they had the entire Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The entire place was there Mm -hmm. shooting for it was magical. I was up in the uh it's called the crow's nest where you wave the green flag and then the checkered flag mm-hmm. and the red flag and the yep. black flag and the white flag. All right. the flags right. Well, anyways, the person that does it, I think is a kind of a smaller person, like a, like jockey size. Okay. Sure. sure. Because the uh, ladder to get up to that thing was about, literally this thick, mm-hmm. Ooh. literally this thick. And then the hole to get through literally shoulder of my shoulders. Uh-huh. And then you're standing on top of the track. Literally I'm on top of the track. I'm just hanging out there for a couple hours. I really? Mean, it was That's awesome. It was awesome. I, I got some sign up there, nice. which was nice. Yeah. Okay. But it was, I guess that episode's coming out in the fall. Got to see Jeff Saturday again. Love chatting with Jeff. Got to see Peyton again. Love chatting with Peyton. Can't wait to see him be a goddamn owner. That's what I said to him. He wouldn't okay. give me any inside information. I was Damn, like, why not? I was like, hey, bro, this might be the last time I see you before you're a fucking owner in the NFL. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll pay it. You know, <laughs> yeah. a couple of those, like, kind of shoot it off. It was amazing. I was very thankful to be a part of that. And then immediately after that wrapped, hopped on a plane, flew to beautiful Chicago, Illinois. And I can't thank the people of Chicago enough for the love they gave me whenever I walked out into the arena last night and made my Raw debut. Finn Balor gets a big dub. Oh, Austin mm-hmm. Theory looked like a uh-huh. bum again. Yep. I mean, what a night. It, yesterday was one of the coolest days of all time, and I can't thank everybody enough uh, for allowing me to live this life. It's the dumbest life of all time. I will continue to try to enjoy every single
single moment. I will continue to try to do my best at everything I am doing. And thank you all so fucking much for all these opportunities. The boys, obviously a massive thank you to all of you for making this all possible as well. The Toxic Table here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. I'm going to start with you, Connor. Colts got a quarterback, pal. You're fucked. The yeah. AFC was yeah. just put on notice. I've been waiting to wear this. Mm-hmm. I was sent this months ago. It's a wonderful hoodie. It, it's Tommy Hilfiger. You want to know it because it got sleeves off. Whoa, right, here. Okay. right here is where I say Tommy Hilfiger. Right down here. Okay. And I get the fuck out of here, Tommy. <laughs> oh, All like right. AJ's Adidas. Yeah, boom, shit. right here. Okay. And now listen, if I was him... Uh, I mean, Tommy does where Tommy's made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is Tommy the name of the person or is it like one of those, like, hey, name's John, things Jimmy, actually? His name might be Tommy I'm pretty sure Thomas it is. I'm pretty Hilfiger. sure Tommy Hilfiger. Like Ralph Lauren. Well, Mr. Hilfiger, you did a great job with this product. I mean, it's very comfortable and nice and all that. But as soon as, you know, I seen the sleeves on, I cut them off. And then I was like, I'm not wearing that until they're an actual team again. Mm-hmm. I actually sure. said that. I, I am not putting that okay. on until they're, they didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have a lot of people. We just lost Zach Paschal. He went to the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a Ooh. touchdown scoring machine. Sirianni knows that because he's seen him in Indianapolis. So I said, I'm not wearing that very nice tie-dye hoodie until the Colts have a team. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, trade for Matt Ryan. They re him up on a new deal for like two years, $54 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. $27 million against the cap each year. How you doing? Keep him moving. Fucking love it. Easy. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and win the fucking Super Bowl now. So I said, let's put that hoodie on for the first time mm-hmm. since I've got it months ago because now we have a quarterback. Now we have a team. Is Jonathan Taylor still on the squad? Yes. Is that offensive line still on the squad? Yes. Is Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, Kenny Moore, and the boys still on the defensive side? Yes. Rigoberto. Sanchez punting the ball in fourth downs. Love the Colts. Mm-hmm. Here's the hoodie to prove it. This thing feels good. Yeah. Looks good. Looks unbelievable. By the way, I'm not sure two months ago this thing would have been able to fit. So okay. seems like yeah. Chris Ballard is maybe waiting for me to get in shape enough <laughs> to wear this. Speaking of Chris Ballard, he'll join us in about two hours. Ooh, here okay. we go. He'll be joining us like two o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I can't wait to chat with him about his patience. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very. Yeah. Very patient. Still only got one guy. Uh, we traded for Yannick Ngakwe, too. Let's not fucking get crazy here. Uh, <laughs> we lost Pascal, though. We lost yeah. a couple other people. Mm-hmm. But right now, he signs Julio and Jarvis Landry. Everybody's pumped. Yeah, right? exactly. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, the Colts won free agency because they got Matt Ryan, a, co- a pro. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see him coming oh, off that Indianapolis Colts plane? Yeah. Leader. That's Wait. what the fuck a quarterback. Hey, that is franchise quarterback. Bang right? up. Mm-hmm. Looks clean. Well, looks like he's six foot six, mm-hmm. handsome. Unbelievable suit. Great mm-hmm. suit. Yeah. Fit perfectly. Walking off of a G5. Just, hey, I'm here to lead your football team and not do anything crazy. And we're all, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And there's some people on the internet that keep bringing up 28-3, 28-3, mm-hmm. 28-3. Send that shit to Niners Faithful, okay? Uh-huh. That's, right. That's Shanahan. That is not our guy. Matt Ryan, he wanted to hand that, but he knew good football. Yeah. Wow. What? Well, he knew good football, but he got, you know, sacked on third down, got knocked out of field goal range. If he knew good football, he just would have thrown it away. Yeah, but, but intentional grounding there, even worse. True. Because you know, so the clock stops. Yeah, so. You throw it out to Julio, though, he'll be in the air. Well, maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Look at this handsome son of a bitch. Welcome to the Colts. Yeah. Looks great. So happy for that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, Chris Bowd will join us in a couple hours. Rap Sheet will join us in about 10 minutes. He's out at Liberty's Pro Day. Here we go. Malik Willis working out today after Kenny Pickett worked out yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, Connor, let's get back to it. Uh, Indianapolis Colts now, uh, not in Fandle, but in my eyes, odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, they're not even the odds-on favorite to win their own division. I think Bob Woods is probably— We—by we, the way, they call him— 
Bob Trees. Yeah, Bob yeah, Trees. Bobby Trees. Yeah. yeah, Cooper Cup put out an entire message about how hard mm-hmm. Bob Woods works. Mm-hmm. A hand in the dirt is really the only way to change your culture, and he's got his fingerprints all. I mean, Cooper mm-hmm. Cup looked like a poet oh, yeah. in how he wrote his uh, basically tribute yeah. to Robert Woods after leaving and thanking him for everything he's done for not only the Rams, but also Cooper Cup, who is the um, triple crown winner and yak leader mm-hmm. of the NFL last year with Matthew Stafford. So those are very powerful words that I didn't necessarily want to read because, you know, the Colts could have probably got Robert Woods. Uh, sure. And I believe it was only a sixth, sixth rounder round. mm-hmm. uh, for him coming off an ACL. But nonetheless, Titans are a very formidable foe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They got Vrabel, who's able to coach a bag into winning games, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And their players are great. I understand that. But we now have a, an adult playing quarterback. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. <laughs> we now have a grown, you know, human playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not that Carson wasn't an adult. He is definitely of age and very mature. Sure. Yeah. But the way he played was that of a high school football player. Bingo. It really was a great high school football player. Oh, yeah. Carson. State. Carson. All-American. All-American. Carson, Carson, he's in that Under Armour All-American game, and he's doing a hat pick and shit. That's how he he plays. His greats are great. His moments of greatness is like, holy shit, like exhilarating. Mm -hmm. This guy is unbelievable. You can see how the highlight package could paint a narrative. But, man, all the decisions and the the way he treated the ball, which, by the way, the ball is the program. Mm -hmm. And the program is billions of dollars and fans all around an entire (laughs) – I guess I would say state, but I think there's Colts fans elsewhere, even though it's a newer team in the NFL. I mean, it was just now I feel like everybody in Indiana is taking like a. <sighs> yeah, okay. he's not Peyton. All right. Will anybody be Peyton? No, Peyton's got a fucking statue. Mm-hmm. He's not Andrew Luck. But also, is that good news? Because Andrew Luck also got hurt yeah. because of the way Andrew Luck played. He's probably not nearly as talented at the high end whenever Andrew Luck was playing and when Andrew Luck retired. But Matthew Ryan is a fucking great to get for the Colts and where we were sitting. With the money that we had, being able to pay him now, re-upping him. We, I mean, you got $7.5 million as soon as you landed. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's why he looks so damn good. His, probably. Family, his family, big smiles. By oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Big smiles by the whole family. Two kids. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Wife looking crazy. Incredibly happy, beautiful family, Matt Ryan. But we have an adult playing quarterback now. Yeah. Better fucking tighten up. up I'm not going to worry about the Colts. I'm worried about the Colts. Okay. We still got Jonathan Taylor. Colts are back. I think it's, I mean, it's definitely a playoff team, no doubt about it. And then, you know, whenever you get in there, you can, anybody can win. Excuse me, at Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Dad! You made a sign. Were you listening to what he said, or was that just your brain making a sound out of nowhere? Well, it could have been just an instinct or whatever, but, I mean, if we want to play the odds games and where odds goes and stuff like that when, when teams get these players, uh, Fandalism is eighth in the AFC, and last time I checked, eight teams don't get in the playoffs. Well, yeah. Oh, no. What does FanDuel know? You know, exactly. I saw them put a boost out that was less than what it would have been straight up. Yeah, yeah. so right. they've kind of been <laughs> off their game lately. That's a good point. But yeah. hey, they Matt- did move, though. The division odds yeah. move whenever we got Matt did. Ryan. FanDuel, by the way, their, their book is, uh, yeah. Yeah. And what are you even talking about? Matt Ryan knows the Titans offense because of Artie Smith. Okay. Because Artie is a Titans guy. Yeah, but the Titans, I think, changed their offense, didn't they? I mean, did they? I mean, Artie Smith was with the Falcons yeah. last year. They, yeah, I, I figured he was just bringing that offense to Atlanta. And now Matt Ryan can just tell the defense, hey, this is what they're trying the to do. Those, did they keep do you think Artie's the Titans just said, you know what, Artie Smith's gone, fucking attribute to him, we're running his offense. Well, they had a great offense. Why would they change the recipe? I mean, their offense is pretty simple. Just hand the fucking ball off and see what happens. Well, that's what our offense could look like, by the way. It we should. We paying a guy $27 million a year just to hand the ball. 
They hand the ball off. And if as long as he says, yeah, I'm going to hand the ball off this play, I'm happy with it. <laughs> That's what you did last year. Just need a guy not to go, nah, I'm fucking nah, done. Cole, so you fuck know what I see Cole's need another wide out. Yeah, yeah. What, but if, if Ballard, who's coming on in an hour and 45 minutes, if he comes on here and I say, uh, how about just like Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones, and then bring in uh, Gillylock too, why not? You can still do that. You can still afford that. And he's like, well, Pat, I'm actually fucking doing it today. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. What if he came on the show with an announcement? That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. What if he came on the show and was like, uh, I would like to let you, I don't even know if this has gotten out yet, but fuck, we just got Jarvis fucking Landry. Ooh. I'm like, What? Let's go banana land. Yeah. Then I look right at you and I go, Patriots got to be shitting their pants right now because the Colts are all the way back. Do you think I give a shit what the Indianapolis Colts do? <laughs> they will fuck it up somehow. Whoa, no, 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 no. I, I, I do not care about whatever goes on in this city when it comes to football because at the end of the uh, day. I thought we were looking for parades. At the yeah. end of the day, Good you point. got a 37 year old quarterback who's. Is that how old he is? He looks like he's 31. He's he old as hell. No, his face, he looks and, good. And don't forget that we destroyed Matt Ryan. We destroyed the Falcons franchise. We actually had their owner walk under the field in the Super Bowl and said, oh, Arthur Blake, uh, why don't you, you know, go to a porta potty, get the, you know, diaper, because we're about to fucking take the soul out of your franchise, and that's exactly what we did. So sure, Matt Ryan, Boston College guy, I love him, great to have him here in Indy, but no, I don't see the Colts doing anything meaningful this year, next year, the year after. Maybe because you're a stitch. Maybe when Arch Manning, you know, when when nah, Arch listen. Manning declares and it's the Colts, timing. he's thirty seven. Exactly. Makes it to there you go. Forty two. Makes it to forty two. He retires. You go one and sixteen. Then you get the number one. It'll overall be like a Ben Roethlisberger last year. Bingo. Yeah. Turn it around. Just be throwing little five-yard outs. Exactly. 75 times. Uh -huh. Matt is that at that age Still where Ben started declining. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Matt Ryan appears as if he does work out. You Maybe. know, sure. and like Maybe. eats healthy. Yeah, right. He also, you know, Maybe. Cordero Patterson did everything for their offense last year. Well, but he I, I was available until last week. He was available uh -huh. until last week. We could have... Imagine we give Matt Ryan, Cordero Patterson, Jarvis Landry, and Julio Jones. Oh. 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 I could afford all of those people. Do you oh, want yeah. Julio? See, I don't. I'm like, probably good price. You probably get Julio yeah, Jets at probably. really good price. Right well, now. also you get Julio. He knows the Titans' offense, so you, you, bring, <laughs> him right in, you bring him right in, and then he are. You can just tell you yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, easy. Him and Matt can piece it together. Yeah. Boom. Just, you guys still running the same piece. stuff? Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Before Rap Sheet joins <laughs> us here in about five minutes from the Liberty Pro Day, in which a lot of big names are there: GMs for the Steelers, the Panthers. And football uh, team, I believe, as well. And uh, as commanders, uh, also there. I don't know why, what that's all about. They just signed Carson to yeah. a hefty deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe they're looking for the future. Who knows? But uh, we'll talk to Rapture. He's live down there. What are they looking at? And also, Kenny Pickett's pro day was yesterday. He looked like he did well. Remember, the Carolina Panthers GM said, fucking ball, get on. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, smack this ball. What, what do you say? Fucking ball. For hey, me. say fucking ball, get on. <laughs> say them fucking hands, boy. Take them fucking gloves off. <laughs> We're in warm weather. Grab that goddamn football. Pinch the pigskin ball. Hey, McAdoo. Come on. Look at his fucking hand in that ball. Imagine if that is what they did. I think that's what no, they yeah, did. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hey, hey, Ben, come over here. Get a look at this. Hey, McAdoo, fucking hey, come look at this thing. You've seen some quarterbacks good, haven't you? Eli, we're fucking Eli's hand. Yeah, like, and then Kenny's just holding that ball. Yep. Literally, Kenny was just holding the ball like this. I got a fucking thumb going down on that third panel there. Mm. Touch your hand, boy. Let me see Rotate that. the stick. Yeah. 
<laughs> See them fucking hands. Can't wait to hear what actually happened. Uh, until we get to that, Rap Sheet will know all the answers, obviously. It is time for a new segment that I cannot wait for. Ooh. Like this. This is the inaugural, but it will become a traditional. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the first installment of T4 Tones Tasty Tournament. <laughs> T4 begins right now. Tone, I can't wait to hear your tasty tournament talk. What's going on in March Madness? What do we need to look forward to? There's 16 teams left. Okay? Sweet. And the tournament. We started with 68. We're down to 16. Sweet. These spreads so far against the spread... Favorites and dogs, 26 and 26. We are completely even. My wow. Whoa. Whoa. I saw it was 17 and 17. It is continued. 26 and 26. The uh, the favorites had their way in the first round. Dogs had their way in the second round. 28 and 24 are the overs. So uh, a little bit of the over, even though the Mickey Mouse basketball. Mm. Okay, bad basketball. Four mm-hmm. double double digit seeds are left. We got St. Peter Peacock. Hell yeah, hey, let's go. Yeah. Call it hey, on. Let's go, call dogs. Let's go. They're taking on Purdue. It's going to be tough. 12 and a half hill to climb there. Okay? They're going to do it, though. And then we have Michigan, who's an 11 seed. They're making their glorious run through the tournament. One of only two Big Ten teams left. Oh, Big Ten died. And eight to begin with, I think. Seven, yeah, nine, uh-huh. maybe. Nine? Holy yeah. shit. Just Purdue God. and Michigan left. And then the other two double-digit seeds actually play each other in the battle of the weather. Okay? It's the Iowa State Cyclones versus Miami Hurricanes. Oh, water, wind. Yeah. Water and wind. Yeah. Wind and red trucks. That's right. Holy Saw shit. Saw yeah. this morning. <laughs> oh, no. We'll, right. we'll see who comes out of that. Yeah. Uh, some big teams that lost. Baylor's at Kentucky's. Oh. Ah, lost St. Peter's. Baylor got taken down by Tar Heel. Shout out, Zito. Uh, Iowa and Tennessee came in very hot. They are both ah. uh, Auburn and Wisconsin, also big teams that are ah. The ah. SEC only has one team left, and they had a fucking, you know, they were pretty good. Arkansas is left for those boys. Okay. Oh, whooping Sui. Yeah, whooping <laughs> Sui. Hey, let's call the Hogs. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're a lower scoring team. They play good defense. You know. Oh, boring. Good, yeah, yeah. good stuff yeah. like that. Yikes. Don't um, watch a bit. Game start Thursday night. I'll be playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as well. Uh, and then we'll, the weekend after that will be a Final Four. Wow. wow. That's T4. Thank you, T4. That was a great edition of T4. I Thanks. don't know what the next one holds, but <laughs> the inaugural T4 was a fucking home run. Thanks, oh, yeah. Appreciate it. And that's Tone's Tasty Tournament Talk. Yeah. yeah baby, Tone. 28-24 on the overs, huh? 26-26 yeah. and 26 on the uh, underdogs uh-huh. or favorites. That's wild. How's yeah. that happening? Because it feels like it's madness, but really it's just the most consistent tournament we've ever Dogs, seen. I, our favorites were 10-0, and 0, I believe, to start covering. Oh yeah, uh, we all ate shit, oh, yeah. including the play-ins. Until I, it has been a uh, it's been a, t- a tough betting tournament. There's been a lot of buzzer beaters, a lot of overtime games. It's been exciting so far. It's, it's been nice. It's been madness. <laughs> it's been madness. <laughs> all right, these 16 teams left. They are pretty sweet. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> Johnny, hey, you're, great work, Tony. Hey, Tony, Tony. Baby, Tony. Been pushing that for about a week now. Happy we got it. <laughs> Uh, joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, a man who is live at uh, Liberty's Pro Day. I'm sure this isn't something he can normally say that he does. Liberty, obviously not a big program, but this year, all eyes are on the quarterback named Malik Willis. He was an absolute stud at the Combine, actually helped a homeless person, threw the ball over the place, ran well, mm-hmm. and was well-received. Is he going to be the number two overall pick to the Lions? Mm. Is some other team going to trade with the Lions to go number two overall? Ooh. Who knows? Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now from his Pro Day, Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, dude? What's up? 
Hey, is Go that is that, is that an indoor practice facility there? It is, as a matter of fact. So Liberty, okay. <laughs> Liberty has an indoor practice facility. The Cincinnati Bengals yeah. do not have an indoor practice facility. Just want to let everybody know that. Yikes. Place looks beautiful. It's packed out, huh, Ian? Everybody's there. Yeah. Um, so the I would say the most notable here, the entire Washington Commanders staff, except for Ron Rivera, is here. All of the Carolina Panthers people are here. Uh, from Scott Fitterer and Matt Rowe, all, all of them are here. Um, Atlanta Falcons have GM Terry Fondo, uh, all the coordinator, a bunch of others. Um, OC of the Steelers, Matt Canada's here, Tomlin's here. Um, so all of the sort of quarterback people you would expect are all here, front and center, talking to Malik, watching the drills and all that. Uh, I think, hey, do you, can you just take your AirPods off? Hang on. Every time. I don't know why. They're supposed to be better. We yeah, should, we should we buy them new AirPods. Hey, they're supposed to be better, but it's not your fault. I think it's the AirPods' fault. Yeah. This is that Apple thing. Bingo. Oh, shit. This is that Apple thing. The mm -hmm. iPhone got worse. I think the AirPods got worse. Oh, yeah. But cinematic mode. Cinematic out. mode. Yeah, you sound amazing. Yeah, we heard everything yeah. you said there. Hey, the commanders being there, that's surprising, right? Were they at Kenny Pickett's yesterday as well? What do you see out of this? Uh, I don't know if they were at Pickett's, but I think they were. I'm pretty sure they were, and they are planning to go to Ole Miss Pro Day tomorrow, assuming that the tornado or something doesn't ha – I guess there's like a tornado. That I'm not like a big weather yeah. guy, but that's what sources tell me. A lot of them. Could be a hurricane, either a tornado or a hurricane, one of those things. Tornado, I anyway. assume, right? No, yeah, it's probably yeah. tornado. They started in Texas, um, and it's now moving east. But, yeah, so Tease I would say they, they are here. They're doing their due diligence. Might they take a quarterback – I don't know, but they're going to do all the research until. So it'll be either they're going to take a quarterback or they'll want everyone to think they're taking a quarterback. So somebody jumps over them to take one and then they take whichever position player they want, which is, oh. you know, the draft is the best, but like that's one of the fun things about it. That's good gamesmanship there. Hey, let's show face yeah. here so people think we want this, then they get a little scared or whatever, and they move above us. That's like uh, Tom Telesco when he was drafting uh, quarterback at six. And there was what? It was Burrow, then it was like Chase mm -hmm. at two. Uh, two was four or five? Five. And then Herbert's Two was five right before them. Yeah, but he he had trust that nobody else was going to take a quarterback, basically. He mm -hmm. was like, we liked all three guys that were at the top of the thing, and we just trust that nobody's going to take a quarterback. It's like, that was probably difficult, knowing Dude. that your entire franchise is sitting there, potentially. Which, like, you know, I get it. You You have to wait through five picks. Like, that's hard. How about the Patriots mm. waiting through 14 picks, including a couple trades, knowing you wanted Mac Jones? Hey, did they want him? Is that real? I, I thought they didn't want him. And then when he showed up, they were like, yeah, all right, we'll take him. Fuck it. No, no, no. I know. They they wanted him. Now, I mean, did they think he was worthy of, like, the number one or two pick? Probably not. I don't think a lot of people didn't. Now, looking back, you know, Probably. He, the way he played as a rookie, I, could, I would say he literally could have been drafted anywhere, and I'd be like, Okay, that makes sense. But back then, a year ago, when we didn't know anything, people would say, oh, it's a reach, it's a reach. I think the Patriots wanted him all along. I think they thought he was the best fit. Oh, yeah. But they just needed someone to think that they were not that into him so nobody would jump them, which, of course, nobody jumped him. And they just sat right there and 
got probably their quarterback for the next ten years. Which is so yeah, stupid, fifteen years. Right? It's like he figured it out. I was trying to. Th- I, I was trying to think of the tweet I saw yesterday, maybe from Pro Football Focus or somebody. I guess there was like twenty six quarterbacks drafted in the first round from two thousand six to two thousand sixteen. None of them are with the original team they're on. I saw that. It is so hard. And by the way, we did not check that stat. I don't think you did either. We just assumed it was right. But there, it is so hard to find your quarterback. Is Malik Willis the number one quarterback in this class in everybody's eyes? Or do you think that changed a little bit yesterday with how Kenny Pickett performed? Because we heard the Carolina Panthers GM say, fucking get over here, boy. Fucking hold that football. No, 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 no. Hold on. Let me correct the record. They did not ask Whoa. to uh-huh. see his hands. They did not oh, ask man. to measure his hand size. He was brought over to them so to look at his hand size. As Scott Fitterer was checking it out, and then he pointed out to Ben McAdoo, the offensive coordinator, hey, check out his hands. Okay. They didn't ask for it. Somebody brought him over and said, show him your hands. And at that point, <laughs> they took a look at his hands, and they were like, oh, oh those look like hands. And then that was really the end of that. Boy. Oh, so there wasn't any – There was, it wasn't the Carolina Panthers saying, hey, fucking boy, get on over mm-hmm. here. It wasn't that? No. No. I mean, also, Scott Fitter is from Seattle, so even though he's from <laughs> Carolina, he doesn't talk like that. No, he does. Um, <laughs> Has to. Listen, we didn't but, know. Yeah. No, he's from Seattle. Right. No, I get it. I mean, look, when Marty Herney was there, he, did talk, he does talk like that, so that actually made sense, but he's not anymore. Um, no, I, and I think they were, you know, it's funny because what I heard, they basically were like, I think we're going to go viral. And then they went viral looking at his hand size, which, you know, it's, I know it's a joke and I think hand size is comical, but it is a thing. Like if he's going to go to Pittsburgh, like, oh, if he's going to go to Pittsburgh. He's going to have to be able to hold a football in rainy and cold weather. Like that's actually a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing, especially with, um, you know, like the way pass rushers are nowadays and like just trying to chop or get to the hands or get to the body. I mean, you got four fours coming off the edge now at all times. There's a chance you're going to get hit in the pocket without getting sacked. Can the ball pop out easier if your hands aren't as big? Probably. But I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Got some offensive line drills going on. Hey! 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 Uh, I, I, was actually, I was actually thinking yesterday, I like how many calls you're getting. I mean, shit's going to happen today. That's good for our show. I was actually thinking yesterday as we were talking about to get over here, Bo, and show us mm-hmm. your fucking hand. Like, in a couple of years, if Kenny Pickett goes on to be a good quarterback, which could happen, by the way. I think his brain, the offensive yeah, yeah. man, he had to do it. Sure. He could throw the rock. He played in Pittsburgh, so he's a Jersey guy, I think. He's tough. Like, he could go on to have an incredible career, and we'd have to be like, do you remember when the only conversation yeah. about him was his damn hand size? Like, mm-hmm. it's such a trivial thing. Now, with that being said, I could see in like two, three years from now, Kenny potentially not, pan- not not saying this is likely, but there's a chance him not panning out and being like, we knew it. His hands, yeah. hands, his hands was too small. Yeah. It's well, like all well, of this we well, never well, know. The thing is like, I, I mean, I've done this for 10 years in my position I've where I spent, talk to everyone pre-draft and I try to figure it out and all that. And like, I have no idea. Like there's no rhyme or reason. The, the thing I remember always is one of my – you know, probably years where I dove into it the most was Mariota and Jameis were coming out, right? And so those guys were like really, really, really highly sought after coveted prospects, obviously easily one and two and all that, right? And then the next year, everybody was like, well, you know, those guys, you know, these guys aren't quite as good as Mariota and Winston, but they're pretty good. And so everyone like paled in comparison to Jameis and Marcus Mariota and everyone ended up better than both of those guys who are sort of bridge starters at best. Wow. So no one knows anything. But I always think of that because, like, for years, no one measured up to, like, Jameis and Mariota. And now 
everybody surpassed them. You know what I mean? All right, so let's get let's do some NFL talk here before we get back into the draft talk because you being on site, we have to ask questions about it. We'd be, you know, dumb not to. Mariota going back to Artie Smith. As soon as Deshaun didn't work out, was that already that was basically already in the plans? Was Matt Ryan definitely gone regardless as soon as the Deshaun Watson thing started, do you think, in your eyes? Or was that bridge already kind of kind of done there? No, I, w- I wouldn't say definitely gone, but but that's when I – so as soon as it became clear, probably midday, I guess Friday, I guess Friday, where that Deshaun was probably going to Cleveland, um, it was like, all right, what's going to be the fallout? And so you thought, all right, well, Saints are going to sign Jameis. They stayed in contact with him. They were negotiating – they put it on pause, then they did a deal. Okay, that makes sense. And then it was like, is Matt Ryan going to be so upset that he wants out? Uh, and I don't know that he was like that. I don't believe that he asked to be traded, but he was definitely amenable. And I think the team, once it was like, all right, we're looking around for another quarterback, it is clear that the quarterback on our roster is not the long-term answer. So then a trade makes sense. And to me, it was all it was only the Colts. Like, I think the Carolina Panthers would have done it but they're not going to trade him in the division, obviously. So it was really just the Colts the whole time. So when it sort of became clear yesterday morning that he might be traded, it was like, all right, he's going to be traded to the Colts or no, or he'll stay and probably just keep playing. And then the Mariota follow-up, they knew that was probably likely because he was still out there and already knows him and knows his offense. And do you think they're done at the quarterback position as he's a starter? I think they're done done until the draft and then they may take one in the draft but like everyone who doesn't have a long-term guy will look at taking are they there oh yeah oh yeah they're here terry fondo's here the gm dave ragon the offensive coordinator he's here just like hey marcus mariota signs a deal about eight million right is that what it is about eight million a year uh, a little less. I think it's seven and a half or something. Mitchell Trubisky uh, signs for, about. It's basically just a one-year deal and then a $12 million option. Is this it? Yeah, it's via Tom Pelissero. Pelissero on it. Yep. Got to do a Photoshop picture of that one, though. Yeah, well. Get a Maragot in Falcons jersey. Hey, did you see our Matt Ryan in the Colts? Yeah, yeah, we got it. Don't you worry about that. Wow. We got him. We, had, we got it. No, yeah. no, hold on. Had a baby on. dirty. Yeah, dirty. Take me through your excitement level yesterday. Okay, so <laughs> as I was sitting there, you know, there's a lot of, are the Colts going to fucking do anything? A lot of that, you know? And then in the morning, it felt like the conversation was, would you rather have Baker or Matt Ryan? Like, there was numerous, numerous polls on random people's Twitter account. Like, if you were building a franchise, would you rather Baker Mayfield or Matt Ryan? Baker Mayfield or Matt Ryan? Every poll I saw said Matt Ryan. With that being said, I am not an anti-Baker Mayfield guy. I'm excited to see what happens with Baker Mayfield. There are anti-Baker Mayfield people out there, and we will get to that in a second. But Matt Ryan, as soon as I caught wind that that was potentially going to be the case, initially I was like, Man, well, fucking Matt Ryan. And then like, as I kept thinking about it, I was like... Yeah, this is the, exactly the human we need. This is exactly like with everything I was mad about with Carson, with the offense and the team that we have with Jonathan Taylor behind everything I was mad about with Carson. This is the complete opposite. And I'm like, yes, this is exactly right. Then watching him get off that G5 today in that tailored suit. I was like, yeah, this is our guy. This is what we needed on this team. We need an adult at quarterback. I think I'm very happy about it. But initially it was like, ah, oh, I don't Matt Ryan. And then like. I started peeling back the layers. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I, I was very pumped about it, Ian. I mean, it's it, there's a couple of things because, like, I think it's a good trade. I think he's got, you know, enough left 
two years probably at worst one year which is fine but you know probably two years and you still have to find your franchise guy and i get it they've sort of had to band-aid this and scotch tape it together on the other hand the money's not bad it's 20 something million Seven. you only give up a three like obviously you want to win but like at worst i will say at worst he will be an average quarterback at absolute worst and you have a great running game and a great defense like that's fine like you're in the mix that's all we you know? needed. That's all we needed in Clown Town. Just an, just an average quarterback. It's all we yeah. needed. That had a lot of points. Um, any other big time moves you see happening? I mean, Baker Mayfield. We just said we'll get back to. Is he going to get cut? Like, how's that whole thing work out? They, they should not have to cut him. I don't. I mean, unless they like need to sign someone right now, I don't think they will have. Which I don't think they do. I don't think they should cut him. But like, what's probably going to happen is eat a bunch of salary and trade him to somewhere where he's like that bridge starter. So it's really a question of kind of like, remember the Panthers did this with Teddy Bridgewater where like he had a big salary. They ate like, I can't remember 9 million of it or something. Then he got traded before the draft. Like I could see that for Baker, like where know, like though Seahawks or the Panthers, oh, something Seahawks, like Panthers mm. got it. Yeah. Seahawks have been kind of attached to Baker Mayfield in weird conversations, yeah. like different insider, not insiders, Different media people have re- reported, like, Baker and the Seahawks. Look for Baker and the Seahawks to potentially be a thing. Has that ever been something in your eyes, even though you don't know anything about Seahawks and Seahawks fans tell us that about you every time you talk about the Seahawks? Uh, I would say that's inaccurate. Um, <laughs> I would say, you know, they like Baker, but the contract is a problem. So I'm having trouble gauging how much real and true interest there is because all anyone talks about is hey, $8 million. Like, we're not going to do that. But, you know, if – Browns would take on half and remember it's fully guaranteed so as of now they're going to pay all of it so if the Browns would take on half and then he becomes an eight million dollar bridge starter where maybe he becomes the guy or maybe he doesn't like that's more palatable so you know I would say at least that is a possibility for the Panthers or the Seahawks closer to the draft don't you think it's fascinating don't you think it's fascinating that the Panthers did this with Sam Darnold right and obviously they did it with Teddy they did it with Sam now they're going to give it a go with Baker. Who is, who's calling you? Anybody good? Is this any good calls? I'm sure this is one of your listeners just calling me being annoying. Oh, oh my God. classic. Shout out to the tell arrow. People, tell your people yeah. to not do that. It's very annoying. Hey, it's Pelicero. It's probably Pelicero, right? No, uh, block number. Oh, I was excited because someone called me for a block number. Now they do it every time. It's not as funny. Come on, guys. Come on. You know? get, get over yourself. Yeah, you a new thing. You're wearing it out. It might have been Vinatieri. It might have been Adam Vinatieri calling you. Maybe he has an update. You know, he shows up on my phone as a block number. Blocked. Yeah, no number. That's actually that. really obnoxious. Who do you think you are? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, so Whoa. I get it. But yeah, he's fu- well, not yet. He will be a right. Hall of Famer, but he's fucking Adam Vinatieri is who he is. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think he uses. I guess his of phone all people, he probably can. Yeah. He can probably do that, yeah. And he, I don't think he uses his phone much either. I think he Off is. Grid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get a call from Vinatieri. You can call from. I get a call from block number, and I'm like, well, I'm not answering that. And then I'll text Vinny. This you? And he's like, yes. I'm like, all right, I'll call you. <laughs> I'll call you. <laughs> something must be. Something must be up right here. His kid just signed uh, with you. Did you break his uh, retirement? I feel like you did. I didn't do it. He just came on here and was like, you yeah. want me to you oh, want me to do that, it here? And I was like, no, don't, I don't want you to do it. He was like, all right, I'll do it right here. I was like, I don't want you to do it. He's like, I'm retired. I'm like, all right, there it is. <laughs> we just said, There's no formal retirement from the NFL. You know, it's kind of a weird process. I learned that when I retired. I'm like, what, what happens? They're like, you're retired. I mean, now. you mean your retirement, which I broke. Well, you, you actually held off, which we were very thankful for. Thank you, um, no, it is weird, though. Like, every year there's a couple guys who retire, and I'm not – 
I really don't mean this to be insensitive. I really don't. But they retire, and I'm like, have they not retired already? And oh, they've been out of the questions for you. Okay, we get it. Jesus a lot of people Christ. can say that about you whenever you hang up the insider game as well. Yeah. Really. That's unbelievable. unbelievable. These guys work their entire lives, okay, for your entertainment, for, a, for your job. For an, Instagram, for an Instagram post or a tweet. Hey, they that, want that. They want the likes. That's what Tom Brady did, by the way. And then he yeah. just said, ah, yeah. "Actually, never mind." Not selfish at all. How about that? How about that five hundred eighteen thousand dollar touchdown ball? Oh, yes, boy. Someone get to that guy. You find out what happens there. I think that's fuck him, right? And yeah, I guess it isn't yep. it. I assume, like, it's too bad for you. I don't know. For it's Real free. quick, real quick. Do we really care if somebody's paying five hundred eighteen thousand dollars for a fucking football? No. Okay, because no. they probably have. No. Don't care. A lot of people are like, oh, he's going to be pissed or she's going to be pissed. It's like they just paid $518,000 for a football that money's going to charity. Yeah. I don't know if they're Unless that they furious. they remortgage their house for it and like that was their entire savings. Then I'd feel terrible. Then he's a moron. And also they should make yeah. better decisions. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? But also his first retirement, last touchdown ball, you could still market that. Sure. Exactly. You know, you could get Jim Mercy to buy it. You get Jim Mercy to buy that five, ten years from now. Or that guy could just use it as like a tailgate ball next year and just scuff it up in the parking lot and just treat it like a regular football. Yeah, $518,000. Like a baby Duke. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What were you saying, Ian? No, I was saying, doesn't Ursay only buy guitars? No, he's got everything. I think he's got Pianos. like some Buddhist script thing. Ooh. I think he's got a lot of stuff. He just bought Muhammad Ali's uh, gloves. Ooh. Abraham Lincoln stuff, too. Yeah. He's got some Lincoln. Hey, he's, he's a museum. He's a museum. And then he takes it on the road and does concerts with it. Yeah. So sick. It is awesome. He's really crafted something that only he could do. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, get this collection of shit you literally cannot get anywhere else that I actually loan to museums and stuff like yeah hey yo, go ahead and come on back and then also you're gonna get a concert from like uh, some ACDC folks Jim Irsay and like the best drummer and guitarist right? it is insane it's awesome the Jim Irsay collection can't wait to see it live now maybe Matt Ryan will be in there as Whoa. well got some questions from the boys Ian if that's okay Go ahead, sure. Go ahead, Ty. Rap sheet. Now that all the quarterback dominoes that matter have fallen, uh, do you who do you like? Are the receivers who are still kind of out there? Are those guys going to start getting picked up? You think, or because it's such a deep receiver class, are teams kind of kind of hold off until the draft? Uh, first of all, Baker Mayfield can hear you. That was very mean. Wow. Uh, 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 nah, we didn't know what going to happen with him. I'm going to post on social media about you. Oh. Not a, we're pro Baker Mayfield. Yeah, so. I was going to yeah. say. But, yeah. you know, he's not a starter right now. so No one's signing That's, anywhere because of Baker. That be true. Um, the receiver question is a good one, though, because I really felt like we didn't really have a receiver break the bank. I mean, Allen Robinson got a nice deal, but there was no like massive mega deal receiver. And the draft kind of ruins it because – like this year and like last year and like the year before, so many good receivers in the draft that teams are like, you know what? I'm not going to reach. I'm just going to wait. Like I'll sign Marquez Valdez scaling for $11 million a year, which would be a great deal for him, or I'll just wait. And so I think a lot of people are like, hey, like even the Packers trading Devonta Adams, who is, you know, the best receiver in the game or at least top three, they got a first and a second. Like they'll probably draft someone and, you know, not be the same, but, almost okay because the receiving class is so good and it's going to continue to be good because that's what this game is about now. Oh, yeah. Hey, I just want to let you know you are currently being filmed by somebody. Cody Carpenter of NFL. He works at uh, Roto Underworld. Okay. That's okay. Thing? Roto World. He's he's in the same he's got the same media credential you have, pal. <laughs> he is currently filming you from across the indoor practice. So 
Oh, we could make a little money. Seems creepy, but I get it. No, well, he's just saying, hey, look at the big time star over there talking yeah. into the wall by himself. <laughs> Has Malik thrown yet? Has Malik Willis thrown yet? No, no, no. no. He's, he's going at one, so we got a couple minutes. We're doing, there's some sort of pad thing going on. Hold on. So we got we got some pass rush action going on here. Oh, so the end outside line. How, how you know, great, good news for all those Liberty players, by oh. the way, that all these coaches and scouts are here Dude. because of Malik. So Malik Willis was saying that before, like, because he was, was really like, uh, you know, chatting it up beforehand and whatever, and, you know, people are excited to see you, and he's like, I'm excited for everyone to see my teammates. And he Good was team hater, like, right, and all he wanted to talk about was Drop how, you know, there's like a receiver who he thinks may get trapped really, Take you know, him. a couple really, really fast guys. Like he is, and, and he might be right. Like someone is going to be signed or drafted out of here because they were here for Malik Willis and they discovered something. And it's like, it's just like a really cool, random NFL thing that happens sometimes. And like, he's very excited about it. You know? Malik Willis, no matter what. You know, yeah, somebody, some GM is walking out of here. Right. Is that him? No, but. Who is that? Understand. Can we say good luck to them? Are you allowed to talk to the players or no? No. I yeah. Stay out of it. yeah, we <laughs> did that Vrabel. Yeah, Vrabel yeah, right. yeah. yeah. you. Remember yeah. that? That's right. Starting now. Hey, good luck, dude. All right, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, right. She, there was a report that uh, the Niners have received a trade offer for Jimmy G for just two second-round picks. Is that real, or is that John Lynch just trying to drive it up to get a first-rounder? I, I have not heard that. Um, I mean, I think that's the price they would do it at. I haven't heard that. And I'm looking around like, who could that be, right? I mean, they're not going to trade him to Seattle, I don't think. I don't believe the Panthers have made that offer, nor, you know, is anyone – trading for Jimmy G right now just off surgery like I'm still not so sure about that so I imagine if they had that offer they would take it Lynch isn't a big bluster guy like he's not he doesn't lie like he's just pretty regular dude um, I have a hard time imagining he would say that unless he really had it um, but I don't know I have I have not heard that and I'll tell you this the longer we go in this thing and Jimmy G is still on the Niners makes me think that like they could keep him I mean let him into the playoffs last year. Well, I know it wasn't perfect, but like, would it be the craziest thing in the world to keep him and let Trey Lance learn for another year? Like, I could think of worse outcomes for the 49ers. I just don't see a spot for him. Wouldn't that be like exactly what every other team exec would say whenever they're thinking about getting Baker Mayfield or not? Like, like which now Jimmy G's already been paid though. So that's yeah, the yeah. difference here. Mm-hmm. Baker has not been paid yet. So that needs to, I think that should be addressed. Just like Jameis. Didn't get paid. Jameis, I mean, he made money. He was an NFL quarterback, uh, yeah. obviously, but he didn't make that second contract. And he he has another 60 years of life to live, too. So whenever you think about money and everything like that. So I think that is the differing between those two. But, I mean, that Baker Mayfield situation is going to be fascinating. We'll see how it, how it plays out. Mary Kay of uh, Cleveland.com is reporting that, and she's been around Cleveland, I think, for, she has good sources and everything. Does a good job. She said, okay, so you, okay, you say Mary Kay does a good job. Joseph Person, by the way, also does a good job. He reported something the other day we told you about, and then you acted like you reported it a couple hours later. Just want to let you know that. (laughs) We remember. Just want to let you know. Yeah, you did it. You did it. I think he's here, actually. Well, you should go fucking apologize. (laughs) You you should go apologize. Something real quick about Joe Person. Sure. When I was... I was covering Mississippi State and I was covering Alabama. He was covering South Carolina and he was the reporter that I emulated. I oh. wanted to be like Joe Person. Wow. Holy shit. So now That's you're animal. taking a shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. So whenever we brought him up the other day to you, you were like, good reporter, good reporter. Deep down, you were like, 
right? That's my hero. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> Hell of a guy. That's a Joseph Person breaking news there Stole that Deshaun job. was not going back to Carolina. Good human. Uh, I forget what I was going to ask you about there. What were we just chatting Mary about? Mary Kay. Yeah. Oh, Mary Kay, yes. Mary uh, I, by the way, you just stealing somebody's thing that you loved is wild. But I, I mean, I, we do it every day. Mm-hmm. Millions and millions. I mean, yeah, we do it all the time. So, I mean, we, who are we to throw stones at that whole thing? But Mary Kay said that if he was to be cut, the Steelers would pounce at the opportunity to sign Baker Mayfield. And, you know, they got Mitchell Trubisky. They were at Kenny Pickett's thing yesterday. Now, granted, that is in their building, actually. Now, today, they're at Malik Willis. What do you think the Steelers are looking into? And do you think that's accurate with Baker? What do you think the market is? for him i i'm sure that she is on i'm sure she knows something i would be surprised just money wise because they gave you know trubisky real money i think i, I cannot remember what it was was it eight million a year something like that? Seven, I mean, they gave real six like four um, against the cap was it six it was yeah okay that makes so like really good backup money slash bridge starter that makes sense um that would surprise me i mean to me the spots unaccounted for are the Panthers and Seahawks. So my sense is, if Baker's cut, which again I don't, the unless they have to sign I don't have to cut him. I would think it's the Panthers and Seahawks. Somebody writing for Cleveland.com saying Pittsburgh would pounce on something Cleveland is just. I think that's a, like good saying for, that. I'm like, holy shit! Like, there's she must know something because it up a little bit, good for good for clicks. Yeah, yeah go ahead, mm-hmm. Tone. Uh, Ian, how are you today? Good to see you. Um, Malik Willis is number two overall at FanDuel Sportsbook, or as the odds-on favorite to go number two overall in the draft at FanDuel Sportsbook. Do they think that's the Lions? Someone will trade up to number two? Have you been hearing that it potentially could go that high? And can you tell Colbert to go get the honey badger, please? See there. Yeah. Well, hold on. Say, say, say that again about who's number two. Who, uh, who's Malik Willis two? is the favorite to go at number two in the draft. Interesting. Very, wow. right? Is that the Lions to a trade-up? What do you think? See, is that why? It's weird. Everyone's been asking me about the Lions and Malik Willis. Like, I wonder if that's why. I sort of didn't know where that came from, but, I mean, that's, I guess that's possible. Look, I would not be – I came into this draft season or whatever a couple of weeks ago, I guess when the combine, assuming that the highest a quarterback would go would be mid-first round. Now I think they're going to go probably in the top ten. Yeah, Because I told the you. thing happens this year, as happens every year, where you're like, oh, these quarterbacks are maybe everything, and then you're like, well, we got to have one. And then also, if quarterbacks are making $50 million, which they are now, um, then, you know, would it make sense to take a flyer on a guy who's going to make a lot less in the first round? Like, to some teams that are going to have one, it would make sense. So, like, I think quarterback probably goes in the top 10, maybe multiple quarterbacks. Okay, so Kenny Pickett, allegedly an anonymous NFC assistant general manager, said, Going to be tough to see that guy go past the top 10 or whatever. And that's kind of what you're reiterating, which is what we talked about. Those who missed out in free agency, all of a sudden, these guys look a lot better as quarterbacks than they did before Russell Wilson was maybe available. Yeah, and, and you know, if like even the teams that could take him, they could take him and they don't have to play him. Like Washington, like Pittsburgh, like all those guys are going to be Atlanta. Everyone's going to be looking, as they should, because if you don't have one, you spend the rest of your life looking for one or you have to trade three ones and more and make a fully guaranteed contract to get one hey that deshaun watson deal a first and a fourth next year a first and a third the year after that and then a first and a fourth the year after that that's uh that's a big time deal there that's a big that's a lot it's a lot but if again like is, is it if he is what he should be which is one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl no one will care about the picks and it'll be 100 percent worth it yeah, off-field's got to get figured out as well. Yeah. Ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen, live from Liberty's Pro Day, friend of the program, 
Can't wait to follow along and see how Malik did on your Twitter account. Ladies and gentlemen, at Rap Sheedy and Rappaport. Speaking of intuition, a man who has had to lean on that immensely throughout his term as general manager for a team right here in the middle of America. He's got a southern draw, but don't let that fool you. He's a savage when it comes to building a football team. He had a program ready to go, and then a quarterback retired nine days before the season started. Mm. Ever since that moment, he's been trying to track down in Trace, a franchise quarterback that can lead this group with seven pro bowlers, multiple all pros, to the promised land of the Super Bowl, in which the owner has promised two of them within this decade. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, general manager for the Indianapolis Colts, Chris Ballard. Yeah! Yeah. Thanks for having me. How y'all doing? Hey, much better now, Chris. What the fuck? Hey, that <laughs> took a long time, Chris. I'm on this microphone every day looking at your salary cap with $70 million. We got no quarterback. How Did you know it was going to all work out? And did you hear the, the calls from the Colts Nation wondering, hey, we're going to get a quarterback. What the hell is going on? Nobody has any patience anymore. <laughs> Nobody has any patience. You did, though? Yeah, I mean, you just sit back and you wait and things will work out the way they're supposed to work out. I mean, I want I would love to do it on everybody else's timeline, but unfortunately, it doesn't it doesn't always work that way. All right. So let's talk about it. Moving on from Carson. Uh, whenever you made that decision, the back was the backup. I don't want to say the backup plans, but the plans for who was then going to become the quarterback for this team that has been. Very talented. I mean, incredibly built, very talented team. Did you have options? Did you have ideas? Were you waiting to see how things shaped up? What was the mindset when you trade Carson to the commanders? Well, I just thought we'd kind of wing it. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. That's what I really know. That's what it felt like. Now, I mean, when when we, you know, when we made the decision you know, ultimately to, to trade Carson, we knew, we knew there was going to be a little bit of panic mode going, just knowing that, you know, we had some, into, you know, we had some, you know, question marks at the position, but we also knew that there was going to be some options out there. And if we were just patient and let the thing play out, um, we thought it would work out for us. And we feel like we got a little lucky with uh, getting Matt Ryan in the building. Feel very fortunate. How has it been with getting Matt Ryan in the building? Also, like from when you first started talking to him and he realized that India is an option. How, how was he? Was he receptive? Yeah, he was really good. And the Falcons were great. You know, Atlanta, Atlanta was tremendous through this entire process. Um, and I think it was good for both parties. I think it was good both, you know, for the, for the Falcons as they, you know, start. They got a new regime and, you know, really quality coaches and people and, um, it was time for them to, you know, to get moving forward with their new plan. And they knew that we had avoided the position. So it, it made it work. And then talking to Matt, um, it was a lot like when we talked to Philip, you know, where, you know, you're getting a guy that, that wants to win, um, is driven to win. We think he's got a lot left in his career. Um, he's really smart, takes care of his body, does all the right things. And we think he's going to add, you know, a, a piece to us that's going to help us. Whenever you chat with Matt, and obviously, was he pissed about Atlanta looking into Deshaun Watson? Did you get that sense from him, or did they both kind of understand it was like time to move on? No, I, I, there was no animosity um, from Matt, and I, I think he just—I think it just came to a point where both of them thought, you know what, it's time, it's time, and uh, you know, I won't speak for him, or I won't speak for the Falcons, but 
um, I think it just was a point where, you know, it was time. So Yannick Ngakwe, you trade for the Raiders. You trade for Matt Ryan. People forget you traded for DeForest Buckner. You're still sitting on a bunch of salary caps somehow. Some, like somehow, some way, you're still sitting on it all. Uh, is there more moves to be made? Are you still going to be active? What do you, how do you view this entire free agency going? Are you in full draft mode right now, or are you still trying to balance them both? Balance them both. I mean, you know, as opportunities present themselves, we knew we had to get this settled first. You know, we got... Hey, you can't sign anybody else without a quarterback, right? I mean, that's something that's real. And let me tell you something. It's hard to convince them to come here when you say, hey, uh, we'd love you to be here, but Pat McAfee's going to be throwing your balls. No, no. No, they would have came. Hey, they would have Listen, I don't have to wear the glove. I got nine inches here. You know what I mean? I got nine inches here, a thumb to pick you. But that is, I assume that is something difficult that you knew you had to get in play. We have to get a quarterback first before we can pitch everybody else because your team and building seems amazing. But without a quarterback, you can't do shit, right? Understood. And that, and look, and I understood it from their end. I mean, you know, you have. You have players out there, and they want to know who's throwing them the football. And so that kind of indecision, um, you know, caused some apprehension on guys, and that's okay. I understood it. Um, But we also knew we weren't going to rush the decision, and we wanted to make sure we got it right, and we felt we did. So whenever it comes out that, you know, Baker Mayfield interested in going to the Indianapolis Colts and there's other people that were looking into going to the Indianapolis Colts, did, can you do you listen to any of that? Do, were people just blowing up your phone like from a bunch of quarterbacks that felt like they weren't necessarily in the best spot? How do you how did you figure out that Matt Ryan was the guy? Well, one, I don't listen to that shit. So <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. You know me well enough. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't yeah. – like, we just kind of put our – we just work. We stay connected through the league to make sure we knew what was going on. Um, and then we were able to connect with, with Matt. Um, you know, after visiting with him, we felt it was uh, – we felt this was the right move to make. Uh, just a third rounder for that. Everybody's like, hey, they got more from Mohammed Sanu. Mm-hmm. You had to feel pretty good about that when you hung up the phone? You're like, yeah, right, yep, we got a big contract, but we got a lot of salary cap space, and they're getting a third rounder. You hang that up and you celebrate? <laughs> and is that why you're complimenting Atlanta right now or no? No, we celebrate the fact that we got a good quarterback. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. It's a great deal, though. You, you have you've done an incredible job. Uh, with your trades. Now, granted, Carson was only one year. He's moved on for uh, a multitude of reasons and a lot of rumors and everything like that. But you have made moves and you have drafted well and you've paid everybody, basically. I think you still owe Quentin. Like, you're going to have to pay Q, I think, a lot of money. You're going to have to pay him a lot of money. He deserves it. You still got a couple holes, though, that are big money positions. You know, left tackle is still wide open, right? I mean, that is still something you got to worry about, you got to think about. Is there any other, you know, as you're trying to piece this puzzle together, where you're going to spend your money or is the plan still to build up your your people in-house now we'll, we'll look at it but i'll tell you what we like i think one of the people that was kind of you know everybody just kind of brushed off the signing but matt Pryor, like matt Pryor, played really good for us this year and i think people kind of ignored it okay even against the raiders when you go back and watch the raider game he was outstanding at left tackle so we'll give him the first shot at it we'll continue to look to add depth as we need to and um, we'll look both in free agency and the draft, but but he'll get the he'll get the first shot at. It. He ended up starting five or six games for us last year, both at right, left, and at guard. Um, he's a young player. We think he's got a lot of talent. He's a big, strong man. And when we gave him a chance to perform, he performed really well. Um, and it's been fun to watch him work and you know kind of buy into what we're asking him to do. 
So we'll give him a shot at it, and we think he's we think he's got a lot of upside. But we'll continue we'll continue to look, and we'll look at every position. We've got to add some depth pieces, um, and we still have some players that we think can still help us and play um, as we go along here. Look, I mean, I know everybody gets excited about March, and I get it. And Super Bowls are definitely one in March. I mean, we know that history's proven it. So it's a uh, it's you know you can acquire players between now and October that can help you win. And it's not just a two-week period in, in March that determines, you know, the outcome of the season. Do you have any kind of plan for – now you mentioned Matt Ryan. He has a lot of good years left. Do you have any plan on how long you guys may have him in Indy or how much longer he plans on playing football? No, I mean, we'll, we'll we, look, we know we have him for two good years for sure. You know, hopefully it's longer. You never know how things work out in the league. I know this, you know, spending time with him today, he's really driven to win. And he's a tremendous competitor. He's kept his body in great shape. Um, and so it's going to be fun. It'll be cool to watch this thing play out. Um, and I think he's going to do really well. And I think our team's going to embrace him. I think you alluded to it earlier. You said, you know, some guys wanted to know who was going to throw the ball to him. Well, you need weapons. I think you know that. I think we all know that looking at the Zach Pascal, all he does is catch fucking touchdowns. Your exact words. He's now with Philadelphia. T.Y.'s a free agent. Who knows how that whole thing pans out? Obviously, you still got Pittman Jr. and Strahan, I believe, mm-hmm. is back off of injury. But when you look at the weaponry for Matt Ryan, there's people, there's some big names out there. And I know big name doesn't necessarily mean big production. Production, but it, the, the wide receiver, do you feel like there's a lot of depth in the draft? Do you think there's a lot of young guys that you can find and have great success with? How are you going to, how do you plan on addressing that whole situation? That's good. Cause we got, we, you know, we got some young players we like here, you know, we want to see them play. That's for sure. You know, both Patman and Mike, you know, have a lot of, have a lot of talent. We have some other kids that have done some, some things here, you know, also in the past, just in spot duty. Um, I do think T Y Hilton can still play. Um, he's extremely smart and he's a very much a big part of our fabric of what we do here. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. And then there's other players on the market. So we'll continue to monitor it. Um, and, you know, as we go forward, we know we, we know we still got work to do. What was that? was a, Hey, wasn't that good? Yeah. That good? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was really, Dude, I went in a circle. And I gave an answer. I mean, that was really that was probably one of my better ones. <laughs> I mean, when I look back at it, yeah. that was probably one of my better ones. Let me ask you this: When Kaylin asked me, "When are you are you getting a suite? All right. We need to get this done." So did you hear we what I said? To, hey, hey, did you hear we what I get said? This done. Did you hear what I said? No. So this is what I said literally yesterday. You know, uh, Kaylin reached out, was like, "Hey, just wondering if you wanted that field suite still." I said, uh, "How much? How's the internet?" And who's the quarterback? Internet will be great. No, we got to get you into. We got to get that going. Yeah. Hey, listen, Dave. Yeah. You're one and zero in that suite now. Yeah, I know. You're one and zero in that suite. Yeah, I know. Don't freaking be bringing the bad karma <laughs> and jinxing it. We got to get you back in that suite. And listen, you got a quarterback, okay? That was right. I was actually. I've had this hoodie, okay? I've had this hoodie for like a month and a half, two months. I've been waiting to. <laughs> it's almost too warm now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting to wear it. I'm like, well, I need a goddamn quarterback before I put this thing on. How did you sleep so much better last night? I know you said you're patient and you can't listen to the outside noise, but obviously after last year, what happened the way the season ended, you don't have a quarterback. There had to be some stress, is there not? I mean, there had to be some stressful moments. And last night had to be quite a celebration at the Ballard House. 
I don't, I don't know if, I mean, like I was pissed at the end of the year. I mean, and I'm still got it. Like it's still, I don't think that'll ever leave me. I, I just, the way it ended, I mean, look, and I don't, I, at the end of the day, I didn't get enough to help our team get it done. And that's that, that freaking, that freaking bothers me. Um, you know, cause I've, you know, feel like I let a lot of people down. So I don't, I don't know if it was the, like, I don't ever worry about the outside pressure. I put enough internal pressure on myself um, uh, to make sure that we're, we're putting a, a team on the field that this city and all the ex players that play for it can be really proud of. And I was disappointed that that's where the pressure came from more than anything. Um, and, you know, as we, did I sleep better last night? Damn right I did. <laughs> you sleep better too. Damn I right. did, yeah. I did. I slept very well. Like, I can wear that no, Tommy Hilfiger hoodie too. Damn right, I, damn right I did. My aura, I wear this aura ring, and I think I got like six and a half hours, and the average here lately is not. It's been a lot less than that. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. I'm excited to see what your resting heart rate is on that aura. You know, every once in a while. I, I got up to 160 or 155, I think, <laughs> When Vince offered me the uh, WrestleMania match live, my aura was like, he spiked straight up there. I love it. I love taking care of myself, as do you, obviously. You're yoked in this entire thing. Uh, was there some uncomfortable moments after that season? I remember, I think uh, you and I exchanged text messages, I think, afterwards. And you had just got done doing your, like, your two-hour press conference that you do that, you know, not a lot of guys do, by the way. Especially after losing to Clown Town, not making the playoffs, whenever everybody expected the team to take another step. You sat up there, I think it was two hours, and literally just kind of let everybody ask their questions, take their shots. And I think I texted you and was like, hey, really impressive shit today. Like, just getting up there and facing the music is something that not everybody wants to do, but in the big, in the men's league, you have to do it. And you did it. And you said something about, yeah, I still got the poison in me, though. Like, this is going to take a while for me to get out of there. And obviously, there was conversations between you, Frank, and Ursay. And we all know how passionate Ursay is about winning and how in he is on all the decisions. There were some uncomfortable conversations, I assume. Huh? Did that bring you guys closer, you think, in this entire thing, you, Frank, and Jim? I don't, I don't, think, you can, I don't think you can get better without those uncomfortable conversations. I mean – it's not, and we're just talking ball. Like we're just, you know, we're not, we're not attacking the other, each other. We're just talking ball. And what's the best way to win? How did we, what did we, what did we do wrong? What mistakes did we make? And let's get them fixed. And here are the, here are the solutions. Um, and, and problem, here are the problems and here are the solutions. Like, don't, like, it's easy to bitch. Like, that's an easy thing to do in this world today. And it's easy to make excuses and you can try to BS your way out of stuff, but it is what it is. Like we weren't good enough that that falls on all of us. Um, and we got to get better and we got to find a way to improve. And that's, that's, that's what the conversation centered around. Chris, I don't know if you saw this, but Odell Beckham Jr. Went out on Twitter and said <laughs> it was a great signing and Matt Ryan's going to do some special things for you in Indianapolis. Are you aware of the tweet and, do you get excited when you see a great player like that endorse your QB? Oh, we got good hoodies from Tommy Hilfiger too. These are <laughs> super lit, dude. Super swag. No, I didn't. I didn't see the tweet. I stay off of Twitter, but I'm glad. I'm glad he approves. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's, a great, he's a great player. I'm glad he approves. He's a great player. Hey, he's also a free agent. Great player That's coming right. off an ACL there. Um, whenever you're making decisions on guys and trying to figure it out, injuries. For instance, Bob Woods. 
was just available, right? Robert Trees out there is how Cooper Cup calls him. Uh, wide receiver for the Rams, now for the Titans, went for a sixth rounder. Whenever you look at players that are – and I think Frank Wright told James Palmer, and who knows what's real and what isn't, he said he wants a quarterback that can do and play through OTAs. And so that kind of took a couple people out that I thought were potentially going to be Indianapolis Colt quarterbacks. Whenever you're judging injuries, is it much different than it was like five years ago, ten years ago with how rehab and everything is? Is that even something you guys think about anymore? Well, absolutely it is. And, and it's, and it's, you just got to know where the risk, you know, where's he along? How far along is he in his rehab? The kid matters, you know, the, are the, you know, the player matters and how driven he is to get back. Um, so all it, it does, it does come into consideration, but you got to tie in all the factors and then make your, make the best decision you can, um, you, you know, about what his future is going to be and when he's going to be back. Um, and what kind of production he's going to give you when he gets back? What's the what's like the main thing you look for in a guy to join your culture that you have built over there? Dude, they got to be about the team. I mean, you got to be. I mean, look. The one thing I'll give all our guys credit for, man they they work and they play for each other, and they're about winning and about and about the team, and that's important. And it doesn't. And they're all judging. Like I don't care. Like the locker, they know. They freaking know you know, who's in and who's out and who's putting in the work. They got to look their, each other in the eye every day and know who's putting in the commitment and the commitment level they have to win. So who we bring in is extremely important and how they fit in to what we do is extremely important, especially because we have so many of these guys that they've been here four or five years and they, and they've had a taste of it and they want, and they've had a taste of success and they've had a taste of failure. And they don't like the taste of failure. None of us do. So we, when you bring someone in, they've got to be willing to fit into that, into that environment uh, that we have. Do you think the narrative that you're scared to spend money is a real one or no? It's bullshit. I mean, I mean, we we traded and paid Buckner. We just traded for Matt Ryan. Darius Leonard's making pretty good money. I mean, if you just look across the board, I mean, look, everybody's got their own way of building it. And, you know, we have our way. And I would tell you, even the team, even let's just, I mean, because I think Les and the Rams have done it, their scouting staff has done a tremendous job. But it's not like they're a big free agency tree. Now, they've traded for a lot of guys that are big, you know, that are great, great players. But it's not all been through free agency. And, so there's different ways to do it. Um, and, you know, everybody has their own way. I don't know there's any way that's, that's perfect. This is our way, and this is what we'll continue to do. Okay. And I'll continue to be kicked in the face for it um, <laughs> until we have a little more success. But that's okay. Hey, listen, you don't hear it anyways. Hey, you don't hear that. You think you're not sleeping. You're just looking and talking ball. You know what I mean? With that great southern accent. <laughs> hey, that accent is. So where are you at? Texas? That's a Texan accent right there? Texas City. Where's it's that? Southeast, Te- Southeast Texas. We're about 45 miles south of Houston. Is that where The Big Green was filmed? <laughs> Ooh. Mm. The Big Green. What's the movie? Oh, Chris. What is it? Steve Gutenberg. Chris, you would never. Listen, maybe, <laughs> oh that's, a, maybe that's a problem. You don't know what The Big <laughs> is Green is. I mean, is that it? All right. I'm writing it down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever, draft, whenever the draft moves along and whenever that whole thing happens, you do get kicked in the teeth because you have the most salary cap space. We didn't have a quarterback. There's a lot of big names out there that are available. Um, moving on from Carson. 
there were so many rumors that came out. Rumors upon rumors upon rumors. If you had to address why you thought Carson Wentz wasn't the right quarterback for your team in 2022, what would it be, you think? Like, what would be the the act? Because we've heard a lot of shit. I mean, there's... And by the way, I watched every single game. And I don't know how his parents have watched him play football for his entire life. I almost had a heart attack every single play, honestly. And as somebody that has been, you know, very fortunate enough to have a front row seat to a lot of very good football and listening to people talk about football that have very high football IQ, not that I do, the ball is the most important thing. The ball, the ball, the ball, the ball. And then next is like the health of the quarterback. And he, in my eyes, not saying you're saying this, but in my eyes, Every play, he jeopardized both of those things. And it was like that toughness was amazing. It's commendable. It's admirable. It's like, hey, that is awesome. And his great moments were incredible. But it felt like every single play, there was a chance we're going to lose the $30 million quarterback and we're going to lose the ball on it. You know, and it's just like, was that what it was inevitably? What do you think? It just wasn't the right fit. What do you think it was looking into the 2022 season why you moved on from Carson? Yeah, that's it. And look, Carson, like I – like all the rumors and all that crap out there, you Carson played good football for us. You know, I mean, at 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, he played, you know, good football for us. And there's a point when we were, and unfortunately, you know, through, you know, missing all the training camp uh, with the with the foot and then, you know, starting the season off as slow as we did to finally get our footing and go nine and six. Um, and then the end of the way it did. And unfortunately, it ended the way it did. So when when we started talking about, okay, you know, what's the short term and long term, um, were we willing to, at, at the end of the day, stick with Carson? Yeah, we had talked about that. Uh, but then when we had a chance to move him, sometimes it's good. I heard somebody say this, and I, I did think this was good. To move away from the family can be good, you know, because he had been in Philly, then he'd been with Frank. I think sometimes to get out of your comfort zone can be really good for a player, and I think it's going to be good for Carson. Um, and, and I think it's going to be good for him and I think he'll do really good things. Um, and for us, it was just a matter of, we needed to find somebody that we really thought was a, was a really good fit here, you know, both in the short and the long term. not that it didn't, it just, uh, sometimes it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. So whenever you make that decision to move on from, cause you had, you guys had to do a bunch of interviews. Frank had to do interviews. Yeah. You had to do interviews. And the answer was out. Uh, we're going to do what's best for the Colts. We're going to do what's best for the Colts. Were you guys still in that process? Were you still in the decision-making process trying to figure out what was actually best for the Colts? And you weren't trying to, yeah, you weren't trying to give or deceive anybody and whatever you were talking like that. Now, was this a difficult, I assume this was a very difficult decision to make whenever you're talking about the trigger man of a billion dollar operation. It's really hard, and he played, you know, good football. So, and he's a he's a good person. I mean, it was a really difficult decision, um, and you know, there was uh, there was some there was some tough moments, tough conversations. But at the end of the day, we thought, you know, we did what we thought was the best thing for us. You just restructured Matt's contract, I believe. Was that something that was being conversated about before the trade? Like that was a, that had to be a part of it. Was that Matt's people being a part of that, or was that you, or is that just a mutual? That understanding? was all. That was just mutual. They were great to deal with. Matt was great to deal with, um, and it was just making sure we were able to guarantee Matt. No doubt, he'd be here for two years. Um, um, so it ended up being a good thing for for both of us.
You like seeing Kenny Moore and Darius Leonard out there, two of your pillars for your defense, saying, hey, come join us here in Indianapolis. We got a crew. I love watching them on the internet. I have enjoyed them immensely on who they think would be able to fit in because Darius Leonard, when he was on our show and there was a chance that maybe a player would come to the Colts, he said, well, better, better be able to work. Better be ready to work. We work around here. So I feel like a lot of the players on your team have taken a lot of ownership over the culture and they've gone public like, hey, this guy would be good here. This guy, hey, come here. You enjoy that type of thing. Is there still pieces you're looking at, you think? Is there still, do you listen to the guys? Do you chat with the guys that are your pillar players? Well, there, there, there's no doubt we talk. I mean, like every time we make a move, you know, they're some of the first ones I reach out to to make sure they get connected quickly. Um, they're the leaders of the team. We're going to go as they go, and we're going to go as that locker room takes us. So, and look, the, the onus lies on us, you know, as a personnel group to make sure we're getting guys that fit. They know. They know the expectations. They know what the standard is. Um, so getting guys that will that will come to that and and play to that standard and perform and practice and do the things they want to do. So no, they leads to say they are very active and uh, I appreciate it. I don't mind. I don't mind it. Hard knocks hurt at all or help? Mm, good. That's a that's that's good. That's good. Hey, as we're, hey, listen, Chris. As we were watching it during the season. I was like, man, this is fucking awesome. It's like I'm literally back in the building. I was I, like, I was back in the building that I was in, going through the day to day. And obviously, the NFL Films crew that puts together Hard Knocks is state of the, it's top notch. Obviously, it's incredible. But in season, I thought was a very interesting decision because there's already enough distractions. You know, it just feels. What are your thoughts on it now that you're looking back on it? You know, I never watched it. To be honest with you, hey, did you tell him um, edit me out of there because you you're about to give a couple speeches and they he, he you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't about that. that to me, when we did, when we as an organization decided to do it, um, you know, we had long talks with with uh, with their people about you know content and what could go in and out and making sure it wasn't going to be a distraction. And the biggest thing that I told him, I said, look, I want it to be about the players and coaches because that's what this league is. It, it's about the players. I mean, this is a player's league. And so let's tell their story. Let's tell their story not only off the field because that's important, but less what they go through during the week to get ready to play. Like, it is freaking hard. Oh, yeah. It's hard. Like, I, I think sometimes don't, people don't realize how hard it is for, on these players to get ready to go get ready for each Sunday. So I wanted – to make sure that was part of the, you know, part of the storyline as we went into this. And look, NFL Films was tremendous. Um, they are. And they did a good job staying out of the way. I didn't feel like it was a distraction for us. I thought our guys handled it really well. There wasn't a ton of cameras around the building. Um, and it didn't, it didn't, I didn't feel it ever became a real distraction. Okay. Whatever. Have you talked to many players in, in, or did any players come to you and say like, "Hey, either I love this or I we don't like this"? It was a distraction. Like, how did they oh, feel absolutely. overall? Absolutely, absolutely. There's some that wanted nothing to do with it. I, okay, we're not going to force you to, and then some embraced it. Um, and so it was, it was. Uh, and, but I would tell you this: I think more enjoyed doing it than than the opposite. Did you learn anything? Oh, you didn't watch any episodes. I was about to say, did I you didn't learn? watch it. <laughs> Were you scared to watch it? You didn't want to watch it? You, it was uncomfortable or you just, it's not like your thing? 
I don't know. I just, I mean, I'm freaking living it. What else do I need to do? I mean, I'm like, I'm here every day. Hey, I learned I mean, a lot I about Bubba Ventron's family. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I learned about Bubba. I get to see it. And I would see the cuts before, like, I never watched it live, but I would see a lot of the cuts, like you know, before just to make sure that we weren't putting something out that we didn't want, um, you know, to get out. But you know, saying that, I mean, you know me well enough. We're, we're pretty open. Like, there wasn't a lot of stuff we cut out and tried to hide. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, look, like I always laugh sometimes. Like we, like there's all these trade secrets. Like whoever blocks and tackles and executes and doesn't screw the game up on Sunday usually wins. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's real. There's a lot of money being thrown around. There's big business that happens. And at the end of the day, it's blocking, tackling, throwing, catching, running, kicking. That's it. Who can do it? Who can't do it? And when the pressure's on, those big moments, man, you guys had a wave. You stunk early. Then you guys get incredibly hot. Oh, my God. Christmas Day, you win with what? Connor playing for your team. And Ty playing for your team over there in Arizona against a good team. And then those last two games, I think it's good for you in the end. Like, I think five years from now, you'll think about that year when we lost to Clonton down in Jacksonville and in that really put everybody and realigned everybody in the building and kind of set you there. But man, you're living in the middle of just absolute purgatory hell right now with that team. I'm excited to see how you guys bounce back, Chris. I got a great text from a good friend. Um, and he said, he goes, unfortunately, it's hard to harden up and toughen up during times of prosperity. And he's, and he was right. And the one message that I thought was really good, he said, look, the toughest players and the toughest teams are always in the mix. Um, and so we have a, you know, I, I really believe this as an organization and as a team, we have a, we have an opportunity, an opportunity to, you know, we can go either way. Like we can let it affect us or we can let it harden us and, and use it as a launching point. Um, we plan to use it as a launching point. Man, Matt Ryan coming out of that G5 this morning in that suit. <laughs> soon as I saw that picture of him, I'm like, there's a fucking quarterback in the NFL right there. That is an NFL quarterback. His suit looks so good. Oh my god! I mean, granted, you had to pay him seven and a half million dollars. I think as soon as he stepped foot on, the, <laughs> yeah. as soon as he stepped foot in Indiana. Congrats, by the way. Yeah, Matt. yeah, he earned it. He deserved it. But he he just looks like the epitome of like what you would want at quarterback. I assume that. You know, the entire team's ready to rally. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Chris, you don't have a first-round pick this year, and I believe you didn't have a few of the previous years besides last year. Is that just because you like to have, sit back, have a pop, and come on our draft special, or is there is there a reason that you're avoiding the first-round picks? No, it's always for for Pat. I Thank mean, you. I just, <laughs> Thank you. Look, this is – and sometimes I feel like I get used because I get kind of slid in these slots when he just needs somebody. No! He knows I'll do it, no. um, but I always do it for him. Well, I listen. keep it just. I want to keep that time where I'm loose, um, and we can come on and, and visit. We got a quarterback. Yeah. Do we still have Jonathan Taylor? Yes, we do. How about hey? How about Jonathan Taylor becoming a superstar last year? I think Hard Knocks helped with that. By the way. Well, I mean, hard knocks or not, I mean, everybody else is watching the same games we're watching. <laughs> he's, just, he's, he's once in a generation, I think, Chris. I honestly believe he's once in a generation, right? When, when did you draft him? What pick? I don't know. Somewhere in the second, we got him. Did you, Sometimes you get a little lucky, man. Yeah, how? I mean, I assume the night you drafted him, you were very flustered that he fell all the way to you. And then immediately upon getting him, like, oh, my God, this guy's different. I've heard from everybody in the building, from equipment managers, athletic trainers, coaches. I think you have even said it. it's like, hey, this dude, everything, not just 
On the field, you see it, but his work ethic, how intelligent he is, how nice he is to everybody, everything about him just screams like all pro. He has absolutely risen into a superstar at this point. He, obviously, you knew this was going to happen, but how do you continue that trajectory with him? What do you think? Keep handing him the ball. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> amen, by the way. Matt Ryan, $27 million, hand it to the guy behind you. Now, honestly, a lot of us feel that way. I, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to speak for all the ex-Colts players, and obviously you got Reggie coaching in there now and a couple other, which is a great move. I love that. I think it's good for everybody. I think it's good for the Colts, you know, to get some OGs in there that are like, hey, this is how this whole thing goes. Not that they don't right now. But I talked to a lot of ex-players, and it's like, hey, you got a once-in-a-generation guy in that backfield back there. Like, legit, I feel like we all actually feel that way. I'm sure you do as well. How do you continue to mix it up? Do you have to design new plays for him? Do you just expect him to keep growing and getting better? What do you think of Jonathan Taylor going into this next season? Well, I mean, look, Frank and the staff do a tremendous job, you know, making sure that we get touches and doing whatever it, whatever we need to do to win, you know? I mean, whoever's you know there might be a game where Jonathan doesn't have a ton of carries and Naheem ends up getting you know more touches it just depends game to game and there'll be games when we got to throw it 55 times to win I think it just it's a week-to-week thing we do know he's going to be you know we do know he's a unique player Chris um Chris he needs to get touches Chris Let's not throw the fucking ball 55 times. <laughs> you got Jonathan Taylor back there. What are we doing, you that guy? He's watching. I guess you got to keep him alive, though, too. That's another thing you have to think. Hines. Jeez. Oh, you know what will be great? You know what's going to be great this year is when you're in that suite right down there in the end zone after you buy this suite and get your whole setup. You need to get a whole – you need to set the show up there. Right. Like, I've been pushing this. Right. Why can't you set the show up down there? Well, how's the internet? That was literally my second question. Yeah. How much? We'll get the internet. No, we'll get the internet working. We'll make sure it works good. How about like a rival too? Like, how do we get? Because last time I got there, I had to walk like four miles. Good point. Yeah, basically, the entire thing. Is there any? Is there anything we can do about the arrival of that thing? We'll get you. I promise you, we'll get you parking. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I, I want. We'll it. get you parking. All right, I would like to buy. It. You can officially lock it in. I'm in. They sent me the price. Okay, I would like to buy the field suite. Let's go undefeated now, huh? Okay, no, you we're one and up with you there. That's what I'm saying. Isn't let's that sweet. Let's fucking keep it good. Tell Matt Ryan, all right, in the building. I bought the suite. We got the good internet. He needs a win now. <laughs> what is the expectation whenever you talk to him? Like, hey, this team needs to go to the Super Bowl. We we that's what we need to do. We need to get to the playoffs. What is that conversation like with Matt? Because he's an adult. He's been around. Obviously, he understands the expectations. But learning about the Colts and learning about the culture. What is the first couple conversations with him like? No, I mean, look, this is where, like, right when he, like, the first conversation is, I want to talk to my, you know, I want to talk to Mr. Ursay, and I want to talk to my teammates. Like, he wanted to reach out to everybody on the team and make sure he knew that they know that he was available um, and he's come here to work um, and and do his part, which I think is 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 really cool. So uh, we gotta we gotta just work. Like, we can't control what's going to happen in September. All we can control is right now. So we'll start – players are working on their own. We'll get to OTAs and we'll go to work. Is he, um, is he and, buying Tony – St- Is he buying Tony Stewart's house? Ooh. I don't know. $30 million. That's good. Pretty it's cool. Cabela's. Yeah. It's an hour south. <laughs> I, 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 it, it's probably a little too far away. Well – 
There's a fourteen million. Yeah, we can, he's got a fourteen million dollar one here downtown as well. Hopefully, yeah. he's able to find his home. When's he planning on move? Is he moving in soon? Is that is this whole thing happening rather quickly, or is it OTAs and stuff like that? Well, he just got here today. Well, fucking yeah, so stay. We now. Him, we just got. He just had to get a physical. I know he's got a press conference coming here pretty quickly. So what time? You know, I think it's at three. I'm looking at Connie out there at three. Ooh. Okay. Well, this is what we need him to tell us that he's able to go. Hey. Boom. <laughs> hey! Boom. Boom. Hey, maybe 55 of these, Chris. You know what I mean? Hey! Boom. Boom. Okay, I'm not football mind, but I'm just letting you know what I would like to see. All right, last couple questions, Chris. You spent too much time with us already. We appreciate you so much. Go ahead, Ty. Chris, you mentioned how it's a player-driven league, and I think we're seeing that more so than ever with guys who are seemingly unhappy with their situation, kind of dictating where they go next, and you're obviously no stranger to making trades. Is that something that you guys are monitoring just as much as who's available in free agency, or is that kind of like a, a fool's errand when you're you're, you're trying to – find out who's available and who's not happy and if it's someone that you guys could actually get to help the team. I think everybody's tracking that. You know, we talk to each, I mean, you talk to other GMs and you talk to other teams and you're tracking what's going on and seeing who fits you. So I think it's a, it's a natural occurrence of what goes along in, in, in the league. And usually it's con, it's contractually <laughs> why guys are pissed. <laughs> so when they go somewhere else, they get a big new contract. Well, shout out to two years, fifty-four million <laughs> for Matt Ryan. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Chris. There's a report that you guys tried to reach out to Houston to possibly gauge the interest on Deshaun. Was that a real report? One and two. Also, how many times did teams tell you, you know, don't even call because we're not going to pick up? Well, first on on you know, he's in Cleveland, so I won't comment on that one. Um, but I've been told no plenty of times. I mean, that's part of it. I mean. Sometimes their players are just not available to you. Any trades happen that kind of surprise you? I don't. I mean, nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing. Really? I mean, uh, I mean, when you see the movement across the league now, and and the the not just I'm talking special, unique, generational players getting moved. Nothing. Nothing surprises me anymore. Hey, well, you know, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones did a lot of good things together. Oh, yeah, he did. He's so available out there, you know. And uh, how did I, how did I not know that was going to? Yeah, well, last year you were right. It only took to the last of the interview. That's good. I mean, that's a good thing. Well, Jarvis Landry's out there. Odell Beckham Jr. sent out a really nice tweet. I mean, Gilly Locks, Stephon Gilmore's out there. Tyron Matthew also out there. I mean, a lot of guys listen to this. We don't need a linebacker. We don't need a linebacker, but you know, just go Armstead. I believe is still. Yeah, yeah, hey, Pryor's a player, though. Pryor's a player. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I can't thank you enough for joining us, Chris. You're the best. I apologize for the lack of patience, but I got to talk every day. You know what I mean? I got to talk. That's okay. No, I take it well. You can keep kicking me in the face. I take it well. Well, you don't want me kicking you in the face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but uh, all right. So I'm buying the field suite. You can lock that in. Good work. You came Appreciate in here. You. Salesman. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to be there. Can't wait to watch your team continue to grow. Can't wait to see what Conti does in like, or I'm sorry, Matt Ryan does in like 17 minutes shout out to Con- connie <laughs> hey ask connie standing right here hey you know connie uh loves sharks you know that? you should ask him about that conte i didn't know that where are you at conte you ever talked to ballard about your love of sharks sharks do you love sharks 
<laughs> I got my head, I got my ears closed on, so he couldn't hear a word you said. That's a head PR guy, and uh, whenever I was at the Colts, it was his, he wasn't the head PR guy. It was his job to come get pissed off at me about my tweets, and he would have to come talk to me and say, now I am letting you know that the way you worded this particular tweet is not... <laughs> and I say, Conti, will you go, talk, Conti, you go hey. fucking tell them, and he calls, he's like, oh, can we just... <laughs> Connie is a great Look, guy. He's tremendous. Yeah, he is. He is tremendous. I love him. Um, there's not anybody better in the league. I agree. And he was with Matt Ryan, I believe, in Atlanta where he first got his start. So it's coming home for everybody. I'm excited to see what you do. Ladies and gentlemen, general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, a team led now by Matt Ryan, Chris Ballard. Thank you, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Hey, brother. This question's coming from uh, Pat McAfee. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell. Yeah. So he Sounds says, like Matt, you. thanks for coming to Indy. You're the best. <laughs> I like what where you, this is headed. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a good start. <laughs> what do you know about Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> He's a beast. Yes. He's an absolute beast. Yes. Okay. Um, we played Buffalo. We played Buffalo in when I was in Atlanta last year. We, we played Buffalo late in the season. And okay. so getting ready for them, we watched one of the games uh, where India had played against him. And I was like, man. They ran the ball pretty good, you know, against good good defense. So let me pop on a few more. Just let me pop on, see what they're doing maybe on the offense because middle of the season, we're, we're rolling, right? You guys are rolling here. So um, I got a chance to, to take a peek at, at some of what he did last year, and he's special. You know, I really, I really do think he's special. I think he runs the ball extremely well. He's got great vision, oh, yeah. you know, great balance, yep. good speed. Yeah. Uh, good Why? power. Why? Catches Why? the ball well out of the Why? backfield. Why? Willing in pass protection. Why? I had lunch with, with Quentin and, and Ryan Kelly today. And Why? They talk about how he's willing and smart in, in, in pass protection. What? I've been around a long time. You don't get backs that do all of that uh, very often. And when they do, they're game changers. And so uh, I'm fired up to play with him. I really am. Sent him that text message yesterday oh. and said, uh, I can't wait to, to, to get the chance and opportunity to play with him. Fucking right, Manny! Yeah! Hey, Kyle Davis bit, asked that question. Ago, athletic trainer for the, uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. That, is, that was amazing. Thank, Thank you, Thank you. Kyle. Hey, whew. man, it sounded like he's okay. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Boom. Hey, the only follow-up I would have, Pat, if, you, if your guy gets another question in there, ask him if he's watched all of the Colts games two oh, to three yeah, times yes. already oh, from last season. Follow-up. Follow-up. <laughs> Why does anyone even go to press conferences? You can just do this. Well, I do believe people are going to be pissed that we were able to do this. <laughs> I will say. So shout-out to Connie and Kyle Davis, athletic trainer for the Indianapolis Colts there. Not, not a media member at all. Get to the mic. <laughs> Uh, I'm asking this on behalf of Pat McAfee. And how about Matt Ryan? I think Matt Ryan thought we were potentially in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would love to meet you, pal. Your answer is everything I need to hear right there. Isn't that, AJ? Isn't that everything you want to hear right there about an MVP in the backfield? And literally all I've been screaming about for, what, a year and a half now <laughs> mm -hmm. at this point? He's a game player, a game changer. And I love the fact that Matt Ryan was like, hey, Randall Boggins, well, let's go take a peek. I wonder what that night was like when he was watching. Like, what is this thing here? Jeez. This guy is insane. Yeah, I need to be a Colt. That's why I'll go to Indy. Jonathan Taylor, probably the reason why we got Matt Ryan. He said Indianapolis was the only place. He thought back to that week whenever he was playing Buffalo, and he thought, holy fuck, there is an alien playing running back for yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. I'm so excited about that. Our first question, I think, would have got a better answer with the way we worded it. But, you know, Zach Kiefer has a great mind as well. Thankful yeah. for Matt Ryan being here. Excited to meet him in person someday, AJ. So you should have him in, in studio soon. 
Well, he's going to be sticking around in the facility probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, maybe you go to the facility and talk to him there. What's your code protocols? I, yeah, it's a good I, question. It's over. I don't want to be the one that gives Couple them. Masks, NFL dropped them. Then you can ask them, or you can show them pictures and be like, what do you think about Smoke Stewart's house? We should ask, like, are you vaccinated? Yeah. Oh, shit. No mask. Yeah, well, the NFL protocols are done, so. All right, that'll be next time. Hey, All right, we're out of here. What do you think on your feet there? Well, it wasn't really that great. I mean, yes, that wasn't really that kind of a question. That's a great answer. Still, three questions that you, know, you were going to ask. The guy got you served. Yeah. Big Son quick. of a bitch. Son of a bitch. The Jonathan Taylor answer was, is it still going? Can I FaceTime Conti? Oh, it's still going. Conti's got to work. Conti's like, we got a brand new quarterback. I got fucking text from this guy. <laughs> Follow up. Where's Follow the, up. Where's Follow the trainer? <laughs> I, love, I love the way they're running operation over there. How about Chris Ballard just like, yeah, listen, I mean – I'm getting kicked in the face for all this stuff. And he's talking directly about me as well because I'm the loudest talking about the Colts, you know. And he's like, just a little patience, please, a little trust, which is what Telesco told us about Chris Ballard. That Matt Ryan stuff, and I know people are going to think we're just saying this, and I'm just saying this strictly because I am a Colts fan and everything like that. But, like, legit, when I watched the Russell Wilson press conference, I was like, boom, that's what I want my – franchise quarterback to look like like this is what i want it to sound like this is what i want it to look like i don't care if it's boring i i, I want a robot who only wants to win football like that is ceo oh, like the ceo of the team he looks and feels that way that's matt ryan exact same there like he has just passed every single test it yeah feels like mm-hmm. here. for sure all right now he's got a chip on his shoulder too he said this is the first time and you could hear him explaining how he was uh reshaping it in his mind that he was gonna have to go somewhere else you know he was like a lot of guys in their careers have some sort of transaction you know that that was an actual conversation he either had with family and friends about potentially moving on you know and somebody was like hey this happens in the nfl a lot of people he had to reframe it's like you got a chance to hear how he was framing things in his mind to kind of move on and move forward and it's like that chip on the shoulder with him going in there being the pro and like it seems like he is just the picture of a of a franchise almost at this point it's like that is what I think I'd been begging for, right? I mean, as a Colts fan, that is what we were asking for in those moments of, like, what the fuck is going on? I think it's the perfect land for Chris Ballard, for the situation, obviously. Yeah, you don't get the impression that he has to come in and, like, win over anybody in the locker room. Like, it's a, it's a immediate, like, okay, this guy's our leader. He's been here before. He knows what it takes to win in this league. And, like, it, it doesn't seem like there's really going to be much of, like, a growing pains in terms of him coming in and acclimating right away. With that being said, was it Hard Knocks or Amazon? What was he? What were they on? He was on Hard Knocks yeah, with the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. let a couple fucks fly yeah, in there. He did. I oh, like yeah. that a lot. I, I did, some, you know, we did some research on him on whether or not he's a human. You know, let a couple fucks fly, and I'm like, all right, like, yeah, he's a human. I've been around him. He's a human. He really? Guys love him. Yeah. And he said awesome. he wanted he wanted to meet everybody in the locker room basically. Mm-hmm. And he told Chris Ballard the first thing he wanted was everybody's number to reach out and say, "Hey, I'm I'm approachable." And that's like Andrew Whitworth, right? Andrew Whitworth was talking about his leadership style whenever he won the Walt's Peyton Man of the Year, and he was like just caring, like just being there and caring. And Tom Brady, that everybody talks about his leadership style, and the reason why he is so not only committed to football but his time is is because he's trying to invest in everybody, like be friends. I like punter of the team, rookie, had no idea how to punt. Peyton's inviting me on golf trips, like to hang out, like, you know, like that is a part of leadership, like investing time, energy into people and caring. And it sounds like Matt Ryan is that style of leader. If we, you know, AJ, you're trying to talk over his leadership style, right. but I think that is a very formidable leadership style that I don't know if Ballard, Ballard said a bunch of it was bullshit, right? He said a bunch of the narratives about Carson were bullshit, but whenever you hear that leadership style, I at least think to myself, oh, this has had a lot of success in the past. This is good news for this particular team that we have right now in Indy.
Oh, I mean, I think this is a no-brainer, especially after seeing the presser, which obviously has no impact on what he does on the field, but this is what you want. You want this kind of guy representing the Colts. Like, he – it makes sense. I, I hope – well, you are getting that suite, right, on the field. I'd like to come to a game or two. Whoa. I want to see this guy work in person down low right there. Okay. Hey, listen, I want to let you know, AJ, you're welcome anytime. Hmm. Okay. I, I mean, you got a bunch of tickets to that sleep, I'm guessing, every game. Yeah, and by the way, not a bunch of people are going to be there every game. <laughs> that's the, be- those are the best kind. Yeah, those are the best kind. We were in one of those at a national championship game. Bingo. Actually, yeah, that, that's Beautiful. the best. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit. I don't care. I'll, we will sit up. Uh, these 16 seats are ours, it sounds like. Yeah. Now, granted, the boys will be there, I assume. You know, Connor will be there yelling about stuff. Well, I don't know about that. What if the the Steelers play at the same time? You can watch on the TV. I'm there. Every week you need me, I'm there. Well, thanks, Fox, for your service. Thank you for your service, Fox. The Lions don't matter. These guys don't want to go. I'm available. I fucking hate the Colts, though. you got nothing else going on. I'll be there anytime. Press conference just finished. Should I call Conti and say thank you now? So that makes sense. You just have to tell him you don't want a Julio Jones situation. I just want to win. <laughs> He's probably going to be walking with Conti right there. Yeah, I'm going to tell him. Yeah, I'm calling him. This is not professional. You know, now I'm being claimed not being professional in WWE as well. What? Why? Well, that's what Corey Gray was saying last night. I remember I was forced to apologize because of my lack of professionalism. That's right. Little do they know I'm fucking calling head PR guys after. Oh. oh. He's got a couple things going on right now. Taking care of, your, care of the franchise. Helping Maddie. I mean, today's a big day for the Colts, man. Yeah. Hopefully. What you scumbags did to him years ago is going to drive him and propel him. You heard him talk about what Tom oh. did and Matt did and everything. Mm-hmm. He's saying hopefully that we have similar, you know, we're yeah. doing. He basically said we're fucking winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Cool. But he didn't, he didn't say it. Yeah, I mean, what we did to him is the reason he's no longer in Atlanta. Shanahan, Falcon. please. <laughs> Thank you. That's why he's no longer in Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcon. That's right. Yeah, he got a head coaching job after that, so I don't know how many people blame Shanahan. Yeah, we, listen, Shanahan's an incredible coach, okay? Matt Ryan, incredible quarterback. Things just happen right. like that sometimes. He's right. MVP. We saw Julian Edelman make that catch. Mm-hmm. You know, an incredible catch. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Saw Matt Ryan fumble the football. Well, I mean, he was getting blasted out there. Yeah, you know, people really no thought winners. that Tom Brady commercial where he throws the ball into the jugs machine and it throws it back. People thought it was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, those people are new to the internet and stuff like that. And then Julian Edelman running, uh, yeah, he was somehow running uh, post left and post right yeah. at the same time. Yeah, crazy. I thought that was real yesterday, too. Yeah, yeah that was a couple years ago, huh? Yeah, last, yeah, last year. I saw Gronky, though, send out a tweet and say, Oh, Edelman getting back in the game? Yeah. Oh, he didn't answer back in there? He would be fooled by that. Uh, Leonard, <clears throat> I, see, I disagree. I think Gronk, I think Gronk is very yeah. intelligent, personally. I agree. He's also spent like little to none of the money that he's actually made in the NFL. I mean, we or, have no idea if that's true or not. I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, some of his some of money's the, money. Uh, Whatever it comes, money's money. Like, where do you want to say? I'm, he got broken off from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I understand. But listen, yeah. completely understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Spending your off-field money and all that, but yeah. we have no idea if that's true or not. True. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. who knows what his investments are in? They might. By the way, his on-field money might be sexed. Is that what six times? Yeah. Sext, is that to the sixth power? Sextuplet? I think so, yeah. S-E-X-T? Mm-hmm. 
his money, on-field money, might be sexed. To a sex degree. Yeah, it might be, absolutely. Because of his investments in NFTs or the stock market sure. or crypto or whatever I, the case. You have well, no idea. Ice Shaker also makes pretty good change out of that. He probably invested in that as well. I would assume he's part owner alongside Chris Gronkowski, his brother. Mm-hmm. Got on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. I think Gronk's super smart dude. I think personally. Personally. Yeah, he just likes to dance have a good time. Yeah, he just plays a perfect, Gronk character is a perfect, oh, big, dumb, jock, meathead guy. Oh, I don't watch any film, he said, on Manning Podcast or whatever. Okay. Gronk's always open somehow. Yeah. He, he knows exactly what the defense is doing. He is making plays that are insane. Doesn't watch any film. Maybe, I guess, I don't know, if, if he's just a natural freak show, one of the only modern players to make the top 100 team in, uh, in the history of the NFL. Good on him. Great feel for the Good game. Good on <laughs> him. Good on him if that's the case. But I think I think Gronk is a genius. What were you saying, Tone? You think he's not? Well, I'm I, genius, and if he watches tape or whatever, you would know that you could jump off a six-foot platform and be okay. Jeez, right. Tony. So WWE superstar, maybe not his best. And he knows that. Look, he knows that. Yeah. yeah. He's hosting. He's not doing anything else. Sure. Leonard Fournette signed back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after taking a visit to the New England Patriots. This is more of Tom Brady recruiting people back to Tampa. He gets a three-year deal worth $21 million, up to $24 million. Ian Rappaport reported that this morning. Congrats to uh, the Bucks getting uh, playoff Lenny back. There you go. Good money. I'm sure the Patriots did not offer anything near that, if they did offer. Well, in the the way the Buccaneers have worked the salary cap all, all these years, it's amazing that they're able to offer that. You know, yeah. it's amazing that they're able to even offer that. It's Gronkowski still, what is he doing? He was at the uh, barber shop the other day, and he said, you know, Tom made me wait a little bit. Maybe I'll do the same to him. Oh. And then he walked out, had yeah. a fresh cut, great cut, and everybody filmed him. I guess that's the next uh, decision for down there in Tampa. You got Leonard Fournette. You got Godwin. Mm-hmm. You got Mike Evans. You're going to have Gronk. Yep. Jensen went back there. Still got Werfs. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's back in that bitch. Mm-hmm. And on defensive side, they're able to keep people. It's like the Bucs went from, oh, shit, full rebuild to, we're back. Yeah. yeah. We're back. Good for them down there. Can't wait to see Tampa Bay, Q, Gronk, and ears kind of ride again. We're out of here till Mignogna. Can't thank you enough for watching. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Hammer Don is in 15 minutes at YouTube.com forward slash Hammer Don. Big thanks to Chris Ballard and Ian Rappaport. I believe tomorrow we have Gene Steratore. Let's go. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah, and we had Matt Ryan on today, Zito. Yeah, yeah he did. True. Thank you, Matt Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Matt Ryan. Gene Steratore and who did you say? Kirk Cousins and Patty the Batty, I believe now. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Nice little Wednesday. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow, dude. Hopefully I'm going to get some sleep, you know? Have fun at the concert. Take it easy. Take it easy. That's sound good in the car. Is that late? You just read through the set list? Oh, fucking missing that one, too. <laughs> some good ones early, though. Definitely some good ones early. Is there an opener? Uh, I'm not sure. Kanye. Kanye ain't opening for anybody. Okay? Maybe. Kanye's opening for Kanye. And that Kanye concert starts at 8, starting at midnight. Yep. <laughs> He's right. paying $9 million in overtime. That's part of the art, dude. That's a part That's of right. the art. You know, Goldman Sachs used to have, like, interns that wanted to get a job there or whatever. They say, hey, we'll have a meeting at noon. And they would have them show up for this meeting at noon. That meeting was not until like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. the next day. And they just wanted to see who was willing to just sit here and wait for this goddamn meeting. 
That's what Kanye's doing. That's right. Smart. Hey, who's willing to wait? And if you get into Goldman Sachs, by the way, allegedly you're just going to be rich yeah. if you get in there. And if you get through a con- get to a Kanye concert, you're going to be entertained. That's what it is. The wait is the hardest part, dude. Mm-hmm. The wait is the hardest part. You know what I mean? Shout out. <laughs> Rest in peace. Tom, Tom Petty. All right, we're out of here. We're back in about <laughs> 20 and a half hours. You all are the best. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Bye. Thank you.